2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's
3: Michelangelo. Don't touch that ball. No, really, don't touch it. It's time for one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. All right, I got a real treat for you this week. It was back in 2003. The Chicago Cubs were playing the Florida Marlins in the National Championship Series. It was the eighth inning, and a Cubs player was going to catch the ball. It would have been an out, but a fan named Steve Bartman reached out with his glove and snagged the ball, preventing the Chicago Cubs player from catching the ball. Well, the Cubs were up 3 to nothing, Well, after that play, the Cubs proceeded to give up eight runs and lose the game 8-3. The Chicago fans were furious about Steve Bartman, and he got death threats, verbal abuse by all the fans there. He needed police protection. It made national headlines, and Joe and Jack told the story, and they told it well.
4: 626. We are Armstrong and Getty.
3: This was back when Joe and Jack were local, and giving time checks was an important part of a radio show. It's 626. It's 6.38. You always wanted to let your listeners know exactly what time it was. Program directors used to love to say, give those time checks.
4: I guarantee you in Chicago, somebody who knew that guy has called some mean-spirited, wacky morning radio show. And those people are calling the guy's house and uh, oh, absolutely. his work. And perhaps giving out his name to try to join in the, we must stone this person. If you, ever, if you ever look back to um, stories throughout history and you wonder how they happened, all you have to do is look at stories like this with the Chicago Cubs last night. You wonder how the Salem witch trials happened? Look at what's happening with this guy's the Chicago Cubs. People are willing to... people. There are people who would be willing to kill this guy. Are you saying he's a witch? <laughs> Mass hysteria. There yes. are people who would be willing to harm this man. And then today, in the modern age with a bunch of millionaires who just came to town for one year and are probably going to be gone next year playing for your team. But you'd be willing to harm this man.
5: Three security guards uh, tossed one fan after he threw beer. I hope you're happy, the man screamed. You cost us the expletive World Series. Another fan yelled, you could tell we're better than Boston or he'd be dead already.
4: <laughs> Jeez. Now that poor guy's sitting there and hearing these things. and Some he- chanted, kill him. Oh, my God. <laughs> that poor
5: guy. Uh... Cubs security chief Mike Hill refused to give out any details about the man other than his age, but Hill did say the team gave him a new coat and let him out a different exit after the game so no one could recognize him. He was scared to death more than anything, Hill said. He just wanted to get out of here. And justifiably scared to death. If the
4: crowd's chanting, kill him, you have a reason to be scared.
5: That is absolutely amazing. Then there's you know? discussion of of whether or not he was he didn't do anything wrong. Believe me, he didn't.
4: But even if he had, uh, but did he you think he should be killed for it? No, no. If the no, ball if the ball no. had been a foot farther in and he had reached that much further and it was
5: fan interference, you have to break his arms for that. No, I look to a fundamentalist Islam for the uh, remedy for that. And again, just chop off the offending hand. Push a wall over on him. No, no. Bury him no. up to his neck. See, now that's ridiculous. That's stupid. Just chop off his hand—the one that touched the ball. Man, and if oh, both man. of his hands touch the ball, I don't know. Take the right one. Let's not go crazy. You know, I'm—I've been rooting for the Marlins, as we
4: all know. I'm a, a long-time Marlins fan. <laughs> but uh, I might have to root for the Cubs tonight, just for this poor guy's sake, just so that he can get his life back. Because I feel for the guy.
5: His life is in danger. I mean, because they're crazy people. Believe me, do this job for six months, you'll understand how many crazy people there are in the world. This poor bastard.
4: If he's got a job where he works with the public, if he's in sales or something like that, his job is over. Yeah, he can't live there anymore. If he's got a wife and kids, they're going to be threatened. It will be awful. How many threatening phone calls would you have to get? How many times would your kids have to be threatened before you'd pack up and move? Not many times. Wouldn't take many threats. How old is this guy? He didn't look more than twenty-five or so. He looked young. He did look young, but he might have a wife and kids. We don't know this. Sh- sure. sure. Or your wife? How many? How many threats would your wife have to get before you think we got to get out of here?
5: He's twenty-six. Kill him! They chanted.
4: That's reasonable. Ah, hey, you
5: just chanting. Ah, you gotta love People sports. chant. The American pastime. People get out to the ballpark, they have a couple beers, they chant. What are you, anti-chanting? The man's still alive. No but... more chanting. No more <laughs> chanting. <laughs> Probably still alive. It's a 50-50 chance he's still alive. Jeez. <laughs> all right, we gotta do the rest of it after the break. We're late.
3: No time for birthdays, even? Well, I, all right. So... One of the things Jack and Joe used to do, believe it or not, was celebrity birthdays? This was my third year on the show, and I remember hitting this awards music just for celebrity birthdays. That seems so antiquated now, but I guess at the time it was entertaining.
5: The man's—he's uh, a celebrity. Uh, he is, unfortunately. Oh, you know what he is? He's
4: ignominous, uh, He's infamous. He is infamous. And again, if the Cubs win tonight, he's on Letterman, and it's all a big joke. The Cubs lose, the guy has to move from what might be his
5: hometown. Well, then he better call you, hog, because again, my official prediction the Cubs are going to lose. The Cubs always lose. Cubs suck. Screw them. <laughs> Michael, get who's older already, would you? <laughs> Happy birthday to <clears throat> Emerald Legacy, the annoying chef. He's 44. My wife Boy, has, his sitcom was good. My wife has several of his cookbooks. Ah, uh, fine chef, as far as I know. Sarah Ferguson is 44, the Duchess of Pork. Yeah. Tanya Roberts, actress, 48. She's uh, Bargain Bob's wife on that 70s show and is sexy.
3: Tanya Roberts was my favorite. Yeah, I definitely had a thing for her when I was younger and uh, watching that 70s show.
5: Uh Tito Jackson. Tito. Tito. The greatest Jackson, in my opinion. How old's Tito? Of course, I don't want to wear you out with that. You've heard it from me a hundred times. He's 50, Jack. 50. Dick Carpenter, 57. He's the carpenter who ate... <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday richard carpenter the carpenter who was when he hu- was hungry went ahead and had a meal <laughs> uh, oh sad jim palmer pitcher and uh and underwear model 58 it's a big fat list today uh penny marshall 61 penny marshall laverne shamil shamazel fine director fine actress fine woman can't say a single negative thing about uh linda lavin is 66 Alice, Alice Fine, show there. Uh, Lee Iacocca is seventy nine. Was in charge of developing the Mustang. For that alone, he is an American hero. Brought Chrysler back from uh, bankruptcy. That's right, he did. Now, Jack, little, who's older? I know we're running late, but
3: okay. Another game that Joe and Jack used to do back in the day. Longtime listeners will remember this was a game called "Who's Older," and yes, you will recognize the theme song. It is now our Final Thoughts theme song. We try not to waste anything.
5: I just couldn't pass this one up. It's the world's stupidest radio game show. There's no prize, no contestants, just two names on the birthday list, and Jack tries to guess which one of them is older. Jack, this one's going to be a little tough today, so concentrate hard. Who's older? Actress Jan Miner, who was Madge on the famous Palmolive commercials. she she's got to be a hundred. Or economist John Kenneth Galbraith. Oof. Who's older? Madge from the Palmolive commercials or Kennedy advisor and economist John Kenneth Galbraith? God, I saw him on Book TV a couple of
4: weekends ago, and he was old. He was Pope old. Mmm. Um... <laughs> That's a tough
5: one. So it's between... Paul Molive, Madge. You're right. You're soaking in it. God, God, what? She was, she was... What sort of incompetent nail chick puts my hand in soap? There's products made specifically for this!
4: She was ancient when I was a kid. Well, she was
5: certainly middle-aged.
4: I'm gonna go with Madge is older than the, uh, the economist that few people
5: probably know. <laughs> Jack, Madge is 86. Economist John Kenneth Galbraith Is 95 I'm sorry Economist John (laughs) Kenneth Galbraith is older I've never been that wrong before I missed by a decade Yeah you did Wow That was really bad You suck (laughs) Boo Kill
3: him Kill him (laughs) mm, mm. Now see Wasn't that fun Very good
5: God, get Jack a different coat and escort him out of here. (laughs) Break his arms! Break his arms!
4: Happy birthday to Penny Marshall, though. How old did you say she was? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Economist Penny Marshall. 61. All right, we've got Jamie's News coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about the Pledge of Allegiance, what the Supreme Court's going to do on that a variety of other things stay here you're listening to the armstrong and getty show
3: my favorite characters on that show lenny and squiggy love those guys anyhow here's more coverage of steve bartman from ang back in the day
5: Jim, I've never seen a fan dismembered right there in the stands by his fellow fans. But they've, uh, boy, it reminds me of the summer I spent in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. A little Islamic justice for that young man. And two out now in the bottom of the eighth. That poor guy. Ah, The ball's flying at him. He reached for it. I'm the I'm the, the oldest, longest term, most bitter cub fan you're gonna meet today. The ball was flying at him he reached for it. Well plus period. Then then the shortstop booted a ball, my son could have fielded four out of five times. Leave the damn fan alone. Why don't you get some hits, you bestiges? Well, you watch
4: the ball come off the bat. I mean unless you're <laughs> I don't know. Superhuman, you're not going to look at the ball, okay, look at the player, look at the wall, look at the ball, look at the player, look at the wall, and make your judgment. You watch the ball from the bat, and you're you're in that, because we've all been there at the ballpark, you're halfway between wanting to catch the ball and wanting to not get your head, you know, cracked open. Sure, and And the thing is curling at you. You watch the ball the whole way.
5: You know, he doesn't have time to... That's it, end of controversy. Uh, they gave up eight runs, you know, d- 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 don't boot the ball, you bonus So this guy who reached out and
4: grabbed the ball, and he didn't reach out on the field because they didn't call it that. Right. They called it a uh, non-fan, they didn't call fan interference, so he right. didn't even do anything wrong. But, right. um, so he's on the front page of all the Chicago newspapers this morning, and the guy's life is over. And <laughs> I, I'm not exaggerating. Not literally. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It's over in Chicago. I'll bet you he's got to move because people <laughs> are so crazy and stupid. Is He'll his get, name out yet? Does anybody it'll know? It'll be out. If it's not on the internet already, it will be by later today because enough people are going to recognize him. Somebody went to high school with him and then it's out. And once his name is out, then he's getting death threats and people are driving by his house and smashing his car windows. I guarantee it.
5: Yep. Which is just sick. He's now the loneliest man in Chicago, according to the Chicago Sun-Times, and may well be the Cubs' newest scapegoat for losing its grasp at the World Series. Pelted with peanuts and death threats, an unidentified man holding a jacket to his face was escorted from his seat by police shortly after he interfered with the foul ball. He didn't even get to stay for the rest of the game. Yeah, which was wrong. Uh, Although for a safety, perhaps. I think you wanted to get out of there. Seconds after the interference, the crowd at the friendly confines of Wrigley Field could be heard chanting a deafening, Ass! (laughs) Ass! (laughs) Well, geez, nobody wants to hear that. A chant that could be heard on national television. I paid $150 for the seat on eBay. The eighth inning interference set off a sudden slide as eight runs were scored, ending what should have been a delirious night of uh, clinching the pennant. Blah, 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 blah. Ah, blah, blah, Uh, blah. blah, blah. Pat Looney, 34, of the northwest side, said the ball was, quote, inside the rail. Whatever. (laughs) That's... He already had a ball So the
4: guy, I don't, you know, that's interesting But it doesn't really factor in So the guy, they they have to take him down They keep him there until the entire ballpark cleared out They kept him down there with security Until the entire ballpark cleared out And then gave him different clothes to wear and, And security stayed with him to get him out to his car Wow and, and that is not an overreaction, as we all know, with crazy, crazy sports fans. That's not an overreaction because there's enough lunatics out there that would harm this guy. Now, like you just mentioned, the shortstop from the Cubs, I hope his picture's on the front of every magazine. Why don't you drive by his house and scream, you know, you're going to kill him? Because he did as much harm, and he's a professional athlete.
5: Can of corn on the ground, which I realize is a confusion of baseball terms, but... Now, I disagree with your your statements that Cub fans will be irrational and make this man's life a hell. Listen to these thoroughly reasonable quotes. He's going to go down in history if they lose this series. I wouldn't want to be him. Oh, he will go down in history. I'm pissed, said a 21-year-old. Dude, he's never going to have another friend. I hope he gets tormented in class. I don't feel bad for him at all. A 23-year-old from Skokie said, somebody should break his GD arms. (sighs) Chicago Alderman Tom Allen said he saw the play clearly from the upper deck and has a suggestion for the fan. He better get a new address. He ought to move to Alaska. He'll have to move. It's like,
4: uh, who's that pitcher? I think he was pitching for Philadelphia at the time, Wild Thing Mitch Williams, yeah. who blew, uh, blew the World Series, and he had to move. He was getting so many death threats, and so many, his kid was getting threats at school, they yeah. had to move. That's insane. I love sports. That's just insane. Yes. And he, yes, it is. And I thought the announcers last night characterized it very well. Here's a guy, obviously a Cubs fan. He's got good seats. He's having the time of his life, a great night. Got he has,
5: the headset on. He's and, into the game. And
4: in a split second, it all goes to hell. And his life, honest
5: to God, may be ruined in Chicago. Well, yeah, he's he's got to move. He's got to move. In a split or, second. Or the mayor and the governor and the pope all need to hold a press conference and say, look at this. The ball was in the stands. He was, And that won't do any good. We're sure the shortstop. The short short guy stop. says, they ought to break his arms. <laughs> Doesn't care what the pope says. Or say. sure the shortstop over and over. You see, this would have been an out, too, if he'd have caught the ball and thrown it like he's paid to do. That would have been an out. And that might have stopped the rally. You know who's going to be on the edge of their couch tonight? Probably with a shotgun across their lap, is this dude praying for a win? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. If the that
4: is the that is the key. If the Cubs win, it all goes away. Right. Nobody ever thinks about it again. He'll be on Letterman. Yeah, nobody ever thinks about it again. If the Cubs win, who cares that it happened? The Cubs win. In fact, it's more
5: exciting if uh, he made it more exciting if the Cubs end up winning in Game Seven. If they lose, he'll have to move only at night, like a spy behind enemy lines, and the U-Haul truck, shrouded in black, will show up at his home at midnight.
4: I feel sorry for the guy. Oh, yeah, poor bastard. He's gonna go to work today, whatever job he's got. Somebody's gonna figure out that's where he works. They're gonna start getting calls. The boss is gonna say maybe you ought to just go on home, Jim. And
5: God, <sighs> well, Kerry Wood on the hill tonight for the North Siders. Jack and the Cubbies looking to close out the series. They've been waiting for 97 years. <laughs> Sammy Sosa's who 111, is particularly <laughs> annoying. Come on. That poor They're going to lose because they always lose. Cubs suck.
4: <laughs> yes, he could move to Florida. Marlins might take him in with open arms.
5: He'd be some sort of local celebrity.
3: Unfortunately for Steve Bartman, the Cubs did lose the next game, and he continued to get harassment from fans. This lasted for over a decade off and on. But finally, in 2016, the Cubs won the World Series. And people were able to forgive Steve Bartman. And in fact, the Chicago Cubs organization gave him a World Series ring. It was the team's way of apologizing to him for all the harassment that he had faced for over a decade. In fact, many people wanted him to throw out the first pitch. They wanted him to be at the championship parade. But he didn't want any of it. Steve Bartman just wanted to be left alone. Well, thanks for joining me for the Friday edition of One More Thing. Each Friday, I look for a classic A&G segment. And I'll be looking in the archives this week for something special to share with you. Till next week. Well, I guess that's it.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals join me on the dark side of sports by listening to playing dirty sports scandals on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
1: the elevation with stephen furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god